The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. To Reality, a pop culture, current affairs, and LGBT news-oriented panel discussion series that's dedicated to you. Here are your hosts, Dominion Onyx, Carl Anthony, John Sebastian, and Legionnaire. Good evening and welcome to Reality, exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Wednesday, September 28th, 2016, and it's time for another heaping helping of pop culture on demand from your favorite radio station and mine, poppychuloradio.com. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Whose voice is that? Mic check. <laughs> um, Legionnaire? That is me. And I hear another set of dulcet pipes. Who might that be? I'm back. Oh, we missed you, Brista. That you know, this whole parenting thing is something else. <laughs> Don't get cussed out. <laughs> it dog. is a dog. It is a dog, and it's my dog. Uh, no, it's not my dog. It's our dog. Since we have no kids, it's our kid. And you know, this is hard work. You, I know how I happen to know exactly how old you are. I just saw uh, on gizmodo.com that they are now able to do three way parentings, which may allow um, homosexuals like yourself to still conceive and carry a child a full term. Honey, wow. if ain't nothing popped out of this by now, ain't nothing popping out. <laughs> so, <laughs> Poppins, it is. <laughs> what, what about you, Legionnaire? You ready to uh, you ready to squirt out a couple of kids? No, no. <laughs> My hands are full with the one I have. I'm trying to get rid of her. Oh. No, I love my boo, but no, I, I, I have no interest in bearing children. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I sort of go back and forth. You know, I, I would love kids, but I just know that I don't have the time for an infant. You know, some you know, a small human I have time for an infant. <laughs> I just know that I don't have the kind of time that a small human would require. And nor I mean, and no offense to people who have to do this, but I don't want to have a kid and then, you know, six weeks after it's born or eight weeks, you know, ship it off to daycare. I mean, right. you know. Right. No and again, no offense to people who do that, but I'd just rather not. Oh, if I understand. I and if I was going to adopt, I certainly wouldn't want to do that to so, to someone who's already, you know, in the hence system. My, hence my reason for being a stay-at-home mommy. Girl. <laughs> Don't be jealous. <sighs> okay. So, yes. So, so I understand. You yeah. have stories. I do. First of all, I want to say that we missed you. Uh, your husband and I missed you this weekend. Uh, 
Oh, yes, I'm trying our hard not to be bitter. You shouldn't be because, you know, you'll make up for it in January and your husband and I are already planning our trip to Folsom Europe next year for Berlin in Berlin. Oh, okay. Yes, so we're we're, we're we we put that out there into the universe, so so uh, last week, Legionnaire, uh, Le- well, Legionnaire knows this, but John Sebastian, I went to San Francisco for the event of events called Folsom. I know. Uh, I haven't posted the pictures yet because I just haven't gotten a- around to downloading them all from my camera. That tells you how much there was to see that I, put- that I had to put them on the camera and not on the phone. But my adventure started when I was supposed to catch a 12.48 p.m. flight out of Reagan National Airport, arriving at 5 o'clock in San Francisco. I actually ended up spending the whole goddamn day in the airport because that flight was delayed and then canceled. And they rebooked me, but they didn't cancel it. They rebooked me on a flight that left at 7 p.m. And that original 12.48 p.m. flight that I was supposed to be on left five minutes before I did. But you know what? Thank God that I had for my American Express Platinum card because I did not spend that entire day sitting around with the common folk i was able to go up to the delta lounge and have my my uh choice of um recently baked cookies and light snacks so that was fun the downside of that is that instead of arriving at 5 p.m and having a lovely thursday evening in san francisco i got to san francisco at one o'clock in the morning and your husband still was in the air for another hour. So I was like, well, girl, I guess I'll see you at the hotel. Because I was <laughs> <laughs> Right, because he probably, I don't, I don't think he was in there too long after that. No, because he, he, when I landed, his text to me said that he was going to be getting in about two. Mm-hmm. And um, it was one, it was uh, 1230. And I was like, I really do not feel like sitting in this airport for, uh, an hour and a half waiting for him to get it together. So I was like, well, I'll just see you at the hotel. Mm-hmm. So the highlights of my weekend, I took we took the cable cars down to the bay. Your husband had me pumping up hills, you know, almost up vertical cliff faces and shit <laughs> in San Francisco just so we could go to fucking Ghirardelli's. I was like, all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, that was that was cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was, I, it was, I mean, it was fun. It was something <laughs> to do. And um, after the festival, we went up to Twin Peaks, which was really nice, you know, because mm-hmm. you can see the entirety of the city. You can see all the way from uh, San Francisco Bay, all the way around the city. And, you know, in a 360 degree view, you could see everything from the bay to the Pacific Ocean. So that was beautiful. Mm hmm. And, uh, you know, San Francisco, I'll just say, is a very uh, liberated city. So I went to Uh a lovely uh, sex club on Friday night. And then Saturday night, I went to a circuit party. Now, this was my first and likely my last circuit party because it was exactly what you thought a circuit party would be. Mm. 
starting with the dudes in line in front of me snorting cocaine while we were waiting to get in and get into the club. Well, all right. Oh, oh my goodness. I was just standing there, right? Because it, it was it was cool, but it wasn't super cold. I was just mm. glad that I hadn't worn like a sleeveless shirt and, you know, I wasn't some twink out there, you know, freezing my, uh, my tits off. And I just saw this dude with some white shit on the end of his finger and then he snorted it up his nose. I was like, well, damn. Okay. <laughs> and then we get inside and you know they're playing that electronic dance music which I can't stand so I was over it from the moment we walked in mm. but I was determined I was going to get my money worth but it was $120 to get in that bitch so I was like I'm excuse a- me I know yeah. I know it was oh. it was the first the last and the only time I will ever pay that much for a party so we went to the two dance rooms, and I knew there was supposed to be a dark room. So I went, uh, we, we were walking around, you know, casing the joint, and I saw this big tent, like one of those tents where they have revivals in, so it, like a tent that holds like 500 people. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and that tent said demo space. Uh, what kind like, of space? A demo. demo space. Demo space. Yes, I was like, okay, I know what they demoing up in here. Mm. That's exactly what they demoed. Ooh, very good. Okay. It was cute. It was a little weird, though, because I feel like those two dudes that were snorting cocaine at the front were not the only ones because, you know, I have been to orgies before, but there was a very zombie-like quality to the people at this uh, event that I found a little dis... uh, Mm. It took away from it because I'm like, you know, it's no fun to fuck someone who looks dead behind the eyes. $120? $120? Shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I know. The people that live there were like, $120? I was like, look, I'm from the East Coast. I've never been to a circuit party. I've never been to something like this. This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. When I come back, I almost certainly will not uh, go again. And after that night, I, I will not go again. The uh, actual festival itself was cute, but I mean, you know, Legionnaire, you and I and your husband and our friends, I mean, we all live our leather fantasy. So, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't anything like, ooh, ah, look, there's some man with his penis out. You know, it wasn't, it was nothing like spectacular or shocking or, you know, even mm-hmm. that particularly, you know, titillating. Yes, there were nude people there, some of whom you wanted to see naked, some of whom you didn't. <laughs> but you know, it was still fun nonetheless. So, well, that's good. A <sighs> hundred and twenty damn dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm stuck. It was okay. even though I had a copious amount of sex while I was in the orgy tent. It was definitely not worth $120. I knew that going in, but I wanted to be able to say it positively because you never know. You never know. You may just go in there and the music might just be everything. No. Sex might be everything. No. (laughs) (laughs) So nothing I can say can convince you that it was worth $120. I have had some of the best sex on earth mm-hmm. where I swear I sang in German. 
and it wasn't worth $120. And the hell no. I say it was worth $120. I just said that's what I paid. I wasn't going to pay $14.93. Okay, <laughs> well, you know, you you had the experience. You have lived it. You've come to tell it. Yes. Don't you do that stupid shit no more. I won't, trust me. Okay, you thank you. You don't have to worry about that no more. Never, no, never again. Never, ne- never, no again. No, not never. Not never, never. ever. So that was my weekend. And it was fun. You know, is is Folsom something that I would go back to every year? No. I might go like every two, three years. Mainly because it's just so fucking far. You know, mm-hmm. if it was, it's, it's the, the same look that when people ask me if I'm going to come back to Folsom is the look that people give me when I ask that live on the West Coast that they give me when I say, are you coming back to coming ML. to ML in January? They're like, girl, that is all the way across the country. In January. In January. <laughs> so, I mean, I get it now completely. So, uh. so well. Yes, $120, and I'm just like, okay. Okay. I hope that that boy did tricks with his cooch. You should try Dory Alley. Okay. Dory Alley is a smaller festival, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's more... Well, I don't know. I mean, because it's, I mean, it's not going to be more titillating than Folsom, but it's it's definitely more fetish focused, I think, than Folsom to me, anyway. Yeah, because I didn't even really see. There wasn't even a whole lot going on. First of all, you know, I'm not super big on crowds, but I knew what I was getting into, so my spirit was ready for the crowds. Mm-hmm. But it was really literally, it was literally just people walking up and down a six block area. 20,000 people walking up and down a six block area. So it wasn't, I mean, it was, yes, so Master Taino and a few others were were flogging people. You know, some dude was letting some chick beat on his balls. And I mean, but it wasn't this, you know, sexual fetish fetish expo that I was expecting in my mind. Right. And that's, and I guess that's what I mean. I mean, because the, the time that I went to Folsom, I mean, yeah, all that stuff was going on, but I guess the energy wasn't there. So it was all just very, it was all just very pedestrian, I guess, for lack of a better word. But, exactly. at, but, at, but at Dory Alley, I mean, there's the energy that's hopping. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of people, but it's definitely not a crowd to the degree of Folsom. But it's mm-hmm. definitely a lot of people out there, definitely a lot of fetish folks. Um, you see very few, there are not a lot of looky loos. Mm hmm. Like you would find at Folsom, you know. Well, maybe the, I'll give that a try. You know, we can yeah. if we can rustle up a a gang to make it happen. Yeah, because it's I mean it's a lot of fun. I mean, like I said, it's a smaller event on the same uh, on the same line, but I think it for me it's definitely more fetish based and um, tends to be a lot more. I mean, the energy is a lot different to me. Right. Well, uh, John Sebastian, do you have uh, anything anything exciting to share with the kids before we jump into it? Uh, not to that level. My life's pretty <laughs> pedestrian, it seems. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I've lost 45 pounds. Very good. Now, that is exciting. Exactly. That's, that's wonderful. That's fabulous. I'd rather hear yes. that than to hear about Folsom Street. 
Exactly. <laughs> and you didn't spend, did you spend $120 for it? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but uh, no, it's, I swear, it, it's interesting. Um, so on my birthday, I, I hit my largest weight ever. So in June, I was 252 pounds. And the doctor, and you know, I, I think I told you all, I was having all kinds of medical maladies. And so the doctors finally figured out the medications to get half of what was going on under control. I'm walking about five miles a day because of the Furby. And um, I got on the scale this morning and I am 45 pounds lighter than I was three and a half months ago. Yes, God, Nessa. That's wonderful. <sighs> so, you know, so now I don't look like I'm nine months pregnant. I only look five months pregnant. <laughs> which is okay. great um and someone it was funny because a lady looked at me i went up to honey school to do some volunteer work and she said you look about 10 years younger i was like girl stop lying but thank you mm -hmm. i appreciate it stop so, lying uh, but keep going right keep <laughs> going darling <laughs> but um so yeah so it's you know it's been good theater season starts for us um next week and i'm excited so just kind of Getting back into my groove. All right, Stella. Yeah. Wow. But at least I knew the man was gay when I married him. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was shady. Sorry, Oops. Well, so we have a lot of show to get to. But first. You always be polite. And never. Away. Promise mama you'll keep your hands inside. Is it a gun? Is it a knife? Is it a wallet? This is your life. It ain't no secret. It ain't no secret. No secret, my friend. You can get killed just for living in. You American skin. So, all right. So that was uh, courtesy of Apple Music. Mary J. Blige apparently has a talk show or something coming up uh, called Hashtag The 411 coming uh, on September 30th, and she sat down with uh, Secretary Hillary Clinton. So the first thing that I did not know was that that is a legitimate song called American Skin by Bruce Springsteen. Mm -hmm. Yes. I had never heard the song before. I'm not a Bruce Springsteen fan, but neither, he's just not someone that's on my radar. So it's not that I have anything against um Bruce Springsteen or anything. So, you know, it's fine. But we just have to talk about one thing. Well, well several things. We <laughs> one, we have to get into this Tony Tania wig <laughs> that Mary J. Pige was wearing. <laughs> so there is that. Yeah. We mm -hmm. have to get into how completely uncomfortable Hillary Clinton <laughs> looked sitting next to her. <laughs> and it was it was just like she is just 
<sighs> uncomfortable. It was so so uncomfortable. Hard. Awkward, awkward. Yeah, it was middle, it it was middle school temple like, awkward. What the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> oh like, my goodness! She just looked like I better win the motherfucking presidency for this shit. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. so there were tweets. People uh, <laughs> at Tim Barnes four fifty one says Mary J Blige is about is about to get Hillary Clinton to tear down that wall and build up a dancery. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Later, at DST Felix says, "What would you do to fix the national epidemic of hateration in this dancery?" Oh God! Oh, God. Uh. And my perhaps my favorite one is Hillary's is Mary J. Blige saying, but "Let me sing this song for you." And Hillary's like, "Oh, I don't have time." And she's like, "Is it a gun? Is it a knife?" And Hillary is sitting there like, "Girl, mm. baby." It's and, and 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 let me tell you, y'all mother was mm. not pleased. Today at three fifty four a.m. at Mary J. Blige, shut the fuck up. Hashtag oh. take that. Hashtag haters. Hashtag crab in a barrel. Hashtag simple minded. Hashtag four one one. Hashtag oh. about to get ripped a new ass. Mm. <laughs> so she was, she was not amused, not <laughs> at all, not at all, at all, not at all, not at all. No. So well, what do you all think? My feeling is this: if if you are not going to be prepared to accept the criticism of the masses for the things that you do, then maybe you just ought not do it. Right. Because I'm sorry, that was that was very, it was awkward. Uh, Secretary Clinton could not have looked more uncomfortable. And if that is, if, if that is an indication, if that's the, if that's the best representation that you have of whatever this, talk show thing is supposed to be i'm sorry it just wasn't impressive and you and and you need to know that as a celebrity that wants this thing to work and be successful you need to know that right sorry that that everybody is not gonna fall all over themselves and say that it was wonderful because girl you know that was just weird now if you wanted now if you had had some questions that you were asking her some things about what's going on you know as a black woman and all this that and the other and you had some stuff that you was gonna pull out of her and all this that and the other that would have been cute you know, but this moment where you, you know, touching her and holding her like you singing to your good girlfriend, uh, when she clearly don't know you like that, that, I'm sorry. That was just weird, Mary J. She was trying I'm, to have an Oprah moment, and she ain't Oprah. Right. It's like, she girl, was trying to have a Gail King moment, and she ain't Gail King. Right. Now, because, you know, she I was love... trying to have a Wendy Williams moment, <laughs> and she ain't Wendy Williams. I mean, and, and, and I love me some Mary J, but, girl, I'm... <laughs> You know, that's not your lane yet. Right. You trying to jump into a lane that ain't yours. (laughs) I heard heard you say yet. 
Sorry, I did say I did. <laughs> oh, sorry. Today, I love it. <laughs> but let's let's get into the um, song. So people have been ripping her a new one because of the line, you know, be polite, you know, blah 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 blah. And and what they did not hear was promise, mama, you will be. She is singing that song as if she is singing to her son. Right. I don't. I don't fault her for that. Uh, you know, and you know, people are talking about she. You know, and I think that we are so so. How do I do this? Um, yes, the whole the whole tenor of the the video is awkward. Um, it comes off. It really comes off as stilted in stage. But you know, if you listen to the message. That is the message that black mothers give their sons. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you know, no matter how much we want to deny it, you know, I, I plainly remember my mother telling me, if they pull you over, keep your hands on the wheels and say, please call my mother. And that was 30 years ago. Right. And the fact that we are still having to give our children these speeches just mm-hmm. breaks my heart. And at least 30 years ago, we weren't being executed on the side of the road just for sneezing. Right. Well. Ugh. All right. But it so, was it was horrible. But next, it was it was horrible. It was it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> but next. So um earlier this month a report came out. Uh, via Jezebel.com that said report, uh, hate crimes against Muslims and transgender people rose sharply in 2015. So, uh, of the, it was a research done at the California, California State University, San Bernardino. It found that based on police reports from 20 states, an estimated 260 hate crimes against American Muslims were reported last year, representing a 78% increase since 2014 and the highest rate of incidents since 2001. But also um, barely, also buried in the literature is that hate crimes against other groups barely fluctuated, except those for transgender people, which rose by about 40%. So, um, you know, I think I think that is a predictor or an indicator of things we see in society. On the one hand, you know, we have a presidential candidate who is, you know, stirring up fear and hatred of anyone who is not a white male in this country. And on the other hand, this is positive, but this is a negative backlash from it. Mm. is, you know, the increasing visibility of transgender individuals. And, you know, you combine that with an increasingly violent society, and there we go. Right. Exactly. My heart's just breaking. Especially, you know, um, the the anti-Muslim backlash that's happening in this country is only getting worse after today's over uh, today's veto override of the president's uh, of the president's veto about suing Saudi Arabia for the not for nine one one families, um, 
And for our trans brothers and sisters, it's just heartbreaking. Um, you know, it I it hurts my heart to get a you know to get a call or an email practically weekly saying that yet another trans person has been beaten or killed. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know to. To, to have to deal with the trauma that those kids are going through that you know it's bad enough that a whole bunch of them are, are already um outcast because of who they are but then to have this constant fear and terror lopped on top of it is just it's almost it's not even almost it's inhumane mm. it's inhumane yeah, right. so uh Next up, so earlier this month, black uh, African-American doctors called on Obama to ban menthol tobacco products. Nope. Hmm? Nope. I want my new ports. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, in 2013, the FDA found that menthol cigarettes likely posed a greater health risk than regular cigarettes. So the uh, menthol allows the poison in the tobacco to go down easier. And, you know, the lung cancer, black people, blah, 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 Newports, yada, 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 black people. Yeah. Oh, let me stop playing. I don't smoke, so I don't know. But, um, Mm. You know, I t- but I tell you what, I, I damn to try to take some Newports out of out the hood. It is not going to be pretty mm-hmm. at all. No, at all. Oh, excuse me. I don't oh, even I know that that's within the president's power. So I feel like that was a stupid thing to ask. It's not right. within the pre- what he um, what they should have done was gone to NIH. Um, or yeah, sec- whoever, whoever the Surgeon General is, and have them try to outlaw them. Well, actually, it would be not NIH. Um, the FDA. Mm. The FDA can do it. Right. Ugh. And you but, know, do things like you know work on bans for uh, you know for tobacco. They they in their letter to Obama. They call themselves the African American Tobacco Control Leadership Council. That is a mouthful, and not in a good way. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, they call it an issue of social justice, one in which we have been defenseless in adequately addressing to protect our people. I just don't know that I necessarily buy that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you know, there is no one. I mean. Can we say that, you know, we're still living with, you know, historical legacies, but for the last 20 or 30 years, there is no advertising that shows menthol cigarettes, get a cool minty high. I mean, so where is this social justice issue? There's not a, at least in my purview, that doesn't mean that I'm right. But I have not seen some market increase or some special marketing to communities of color encouraging them to smoke. That they do smoke and that it is, you know, whatever, I feel like is more about peer pressure and trying to be like their older cousins 
and whatever else. But is that a social justice issue? It's it's not a social justice issue, um, but it is a public health issue. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. the other thing is, there's been a for about 25 years there has been this this question of how cigarettes are marketed to the african american community especially in a city communities but from you know from where i sit it's it's not marketed any differently than marlboros are marketed in rural areas right mm-hmm. you know cigarette company tobacco companies are in the business of selling tobacco um whether or not we agree with that is neither here nor there that's you know it's a legal product, and until it's become it becomes illegal, nothing we can do about it. They can they ha- they are free to market now. When it comes to marketing the kids, that's different, mm-hmm. you know, because you know kids and nicotine. There are studies that show that um, use of nicotine by teenagers stunts their growth, you know, causes you know health health problems, blah blah blah. But you know, if you're 26 and you want to look like Linda Lizard. Because you smoking Marlboro Reds, or you want to look like you know, I, I can't come up with something African American off the top of my head that quickly, <laughs> uh, you know, but for smoking Newports, or you know, it sounded like uh, Marge's sisters, Patty and Selma. That's on you. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's not a social justice issue. It is a public health issue, and I guess under public health, they're trying to make it a. It, but it doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I, I don't see that, but okay. Right. Legionnaire, any thoughts? Um, well, I mean, like you said, I mean, I don't smoke, um, uh, at least not anymore. Um, right. So it just, it's one, it's one of those things where, you know, it's not, like you said, it's not that particularly advertised or anything like that it's not like you know we have all this stuff saying or encouraging people to run out and get not only should you get yourself a cigarette you should go get yourself a menthol cigarette um so uh, i you know i i don't know that i don't know like you said i don't know that that would have been anything that the president could do because uh, you know cigarettes are 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 illegal product right now so you know, I mean, what's what's next? You know, soda is, you know, soda is fattening. So, you know, not particularly good for you. So are we going to start attacking soda pop next? Well, they did in New York City. You know. Yeah, but to what effect? Oh, well, I know. But, you know, somebody yeah. tried it. Yeah. Yeah, they tried it. <laughs> so, you know, well, I... I I, I tried smoking and, and finally took a good look at myself in the mirror and was like, oh, you know, that's really not as cute as you thought it was. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> so I had to stop. It's like an earring. You think you're going to look cute with the earring and then you put it in. You look at yourself in the mirror a couple of times and you realize, nah. <laughs> Unless you do look good in earrings, and it's like, okay, yes. All right. Well, that was me. I was like, I got my earring pierced at the uh, at the mall when I was in college, and I was like, yeah. And I got home, and I was like, mm. no. <laughs> and then first the back <laughs> fell off. You know, it was one of those little starter earrings. First the back fell off, and of course I replaced it with a piece of eraser. Then the, the thing fell out, and I didn't give a shit. So. <laughs> I was 
So oh, anyway, yeah. so last up, um, little, well, she's, I mean, she's young, but I want to call her little. Ziana Oliphant and Taj Gaddy spoke before the Charlotte City Council on Monday about race relations and um, they both spoke passionately about it and both of their both of these children's mother said that it was their choice to speak. Um, I have thoughts about it, but I'd love to hear what you guys think. Um there, there is a cynical part of me uh, around all of that. Um, I have to say, and I hate that I f- that part of me feels that way. But I will confess that part of me also uh, was really heartbroken to know that you know at the at when you when you stop and think about all of these things that are happening to you know our people our men of color across this country in regards to their encounters with the police you know you can't help but think about the family that get that gets left behind in all this you know these are men that have you know parents and brothers and sisters and wives and children um so you know, I mean, and if it was meant to tug at the heartstrings, it accomplished that on some level. Um, but, you know, I, I, I still I didn't really need that to continue to have the moral outrage at what's happening. Yeah. John Sebastian. I, I too, kind of have two trains of thought on this. First one is did their parents put them up to it in spite of them saying they didn't? If they did, shame on them for trying to, for exploiting their children. Um, but if these children, you know, this was their idea, God bless them because they're activists in the making. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, that's it. Yeah, well, you know, the larger part of me is the cynical part, shocker. <laughs> Be- and the cynical part is not whether their parents put them up to it, because even if they did, I don't know that. I mean, that wasn't some performance. Of, that wasn't some staged reading. You know, even if their parents sort of encouraged them to go speak, you know, those girls tears were real. You know, otherwise she is the world's next great actress. Yeah. So I think it's it's poverty porn. And I think very little is going to come of it because, you know, the council didn't come back and say, you know what, we need to enact some systematic things, you know, whatever. So this little girl never feels that way. That didn't even come up. They were like, thank you. Thank you for your tears. Mm -hmm. You know, we have had a cathartic moment next. Right. So Hmm. that's my cynical part of it. (laughs) Uh, Any snooch. Uh, well, that was a quick little round table. You know, everyone um, ready to get into the meat? Absolutely. Yes. But before we do that, you can download tonight's episode through iTunes. Just search for Reality and subscribe. You can also download the entire Reality Library via PapiChuloRadio.com slash archives. You can like Reality on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash PCR Reality. And you can follow us on Twitter at PCR Reality. 
You can also follow Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube by searching for at Poppy Chulo Radio. You can help support reality and Poppy Chulo by going to GoFundMe.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. And if you're interested in joining the Poppy Chulo radio team as an on-air personality, a blog contributor, you can email us at talent at poppychuloradio.com. All right, kids. So first up in Hot Topics, Legionnaire, you're going to lead us off with uh, this, uh, the guy who who allegedly attacked those kids in um, uh, the Dallas BBQ. Yes, and you know that CBSlocal.com and the story that was published on the 15th. Um, it says here that a man gets up to nine years in prison for a brutal attack at a Chelsea Dallas barbecue. A man convicted in a brutal assault at a Dallas barbecue restaurant in Manhattan has been sentenced. Uh, Baina Lekheim El Amin, 42, was convicted of first-degree attempted assault and second-degree assault in the attack in which he was caught on video smashing a chair over two men's heads, according to the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. The attack happened around 11 p.m. Tuesday, May 5th, 2015, at the Chelsea Barbecue at 216 8th Avenue at 23rd Street in Chelsea during what was reported to be a Cinco de Mayo celebration. Witness, Isam Sharef caught the attack on video and posted it to YouTube and Instagram. The video, which has since been made private, shows Jonathan Snipes being flung to the floor, flung to the floor and kicked as others screamed stop. Photos later, later published by DNA Info showed Snipes with cuts on his head and near his ear. El Amin was sentenced to up to nine years in prison in Manhattan Supreme Court on Thursday. Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance called the attack horrific and said that there was no justification for the brutal incident. Vance then commended the victims for their courage. El Amin has 15 prior arrests in multiple states, including New York and New Jersey, Gaynor reported last year. Police said that those arrests were mostly for drug possession and assault. I, I have thoughts. Um, but I'm going to go to my co-host first. Um, uh, which, which of you would like to jump in and speak on this? I guess that would be me. Okay. Well, uh, and, and there, there's a specific reason I'm going to do this. Uh-oh. It always amazes me that the dainty southern flower has mm. to be protected. Mm. Um, I, as someone who who really identifies as a Southerner, I am embarrassed that number one, these two twinks from Alabama started a fight, you know, and got their ass whooped, and then cried foul. Second, the fact that they tried that that the press and and the twinks themselves tried to spin this into a gay bashing when Mr. L. Amin himself is a raging mo um, was foul. And number three, the fact that we I don't care how many previous arrests he had, I don't care how many I don't care how much time he has done in jail. The fact that he was attacked, he was, they hit him first. 
and he struck back, you know, just because they, you know, they hit him lightly don't mean he wasn't supposed to knock the shit out of him, which is what he did. My mom always said, somebody hit you, knock the shit out of him. He obviously knew my mother. God bless her soul. <laughs> but the fact that he is getting ready to do a nine-year bid because he defended himself is unconscionable. And Cyrus Van and Cyrus Vance, Mr. D DA in New York County, New York, you ought to be horsewhipped for commending talking about their bravery. They shouldn't have started this shit in the first place, drunk asses. I'm done. Now it's out of got pissed. I was trying to be nice today. Mm. Every black person you know particularly every black male, but a lot of black women too, have um, been the victim of wounded white woman syndrome. Yes. Wounded white woman syndrome is when a white woman says something ridiculous out of their mouth or does something ridiculous and you have an entirely appropriate reaction, which is usually, bitch, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Right. And then everyone looks at you like you're the crazy person. Huh. This is an extension of wounded white woman syndrome. Mm -hmm. These girls got up in this dude's face, thought that because they were in Chelsea around all of their white gay friends that he wasn't going to say anything. But then that motherfucker stood up and they realized that they made a mistake, but it was too late then. And he whooped their ass. If he hadn't, if they hadn't said anything to him and hadn't hit him, he wouldn't have said anything to him. And he had the appropriate reaction. And now he is the one that everyone is looking like he's crazy. And I agree. I don't care how many felonies he had. Unless he was in the middle of committing a felony right then, they had no reason to put their hands on him and they got what they deserves. And he needs a better lawyer, someone who can get these charges thrown out. Yeah. Now I have been the victim of wounded white woman syndrome. This bitch said the wrong shit and I let her ass have it. I knew I was going to be fired after it. <laughs> That's but the you risk know, you take. I had already done my shenanay calculation. I had already been like, hmm, you know, if I do this, I'm going to get fired. <laughs> that bitch had it coming. Oh, oh she's going to get it. Okay, you just know what you need to do. You need to get up in the morning, go to work real early, and pack up all your shit. You, as long as you know all of this, say what you got to say. Mm. Bitch, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? You talk to <laughs> everyone else that works for this agency like that, but you damn sure won't talk to me like that. <laughs> huh. but, uh, the, but now I will tell you what my what the problem for me is. Mm -hmm. Bashing somebody over the head with a chair. Uh huh. Uh, takes it a little too far, especially... Well, the girl clearly has anger issues. This is why you don't fuck with people that are bigger than you. Well, this right. is the problem is, exactly. you know, with women, period, and I don't want to say problem with women like that, but, you know, these women hit on men, and these little girls, these little gay boys think that they're women, and they think that some man won't hit back on them. And while I am not 
advocating uh, violence against women, I will say that no one is above an ass whooping. If you put your hands on someone, you have no idea how they react. So if I was somewhere and Shaquille O'Neal walked up to me and smacked me upside the head as much as I would want to take it to his ass, I'd probably just walk away because that's most likely a fight I could not win. Unless you took him out at the knees. But the other oh, yeah, thing that you know, that's what that would be my thing, you know, I try to crush that motherfucker's knees, and then while he's falling to the ground, I'd run, run like a bitch. <laughs> but part two of that is, I also think that in their minds they were doing the Mandingo calculation, and you know, big big black man, little dainty white boy, ooh, porn fantasy, and you know, it kind of, I think it. They, they, their Shanae calculation was incorrect. They didn't yeah, check yeah. their figures. Mm. <laughs> was it really incorrect? Because who, who, who ended up uh, in trouble? Well, no, when I say incorrect, they didn't anticipate getting the ass whooped. Oh, well, yeah, they surely did not anticipate that. They didn't anticipate yeah. that. I, j- I just found it incredibly <laughs> interesting. Um, I'll, I'll leave that as the word that there was never any mention of what caused this man to quote unquote attack these men and there was never any and with all the video that had been circulated and put out there they failed to you know they failed to suddenly unearth the video or submit the video that had and showed the full story because there is video out there that showed these twinks harassing this man and starting the altercation. Mm-hmm. You know, Actually, so I think, I think they did introduce that video into into court, but they decided that his um, response did not his response did not meet their threat. Um, yeah. it, well, and that may and that may or may not be true. But the other side of that is that, you know, while he has to go to jail, there's no consequence for these for these twinks. Thank you. There's no consequence for them for assaulting, uh, costing this gentleman. What 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 price do they pay? Yes, he whooped their ass. But the legal system should be should be on their ass as much as they were on Mr. L. I mean. I'm I'm sorry. I, I, I totally I totally that's agree. Just, that's just some bullshit. Cause yes, you know, was it extreme that he clobbered the ass with some chairs? That could that can very well be argued. But I came but I came up I came up just like you did. Where hey, if a motherfucker put his hands on you, then you make sure that when you put your hands back on him, he, he don't get up to put his hands back on you the second time. Thank you. Thank you. It's gonna be it one and done. We're not going. We're not fighting. It's one right. and done. Best time to hit a bitch when he's on the ground, right? So it's just yeah, don't it's, hit a man when he's down. That's the best time to hit him so he don't get back up. I mean, it's just crazy. I'm fighting the win. It's just crazy that they, you know, it's just crazy that they want to, pre, you know, paint this man as some brutal thug, you know. And yes, you know what is is unfortunate that he has a criminal history. It is definitely unfortunate. But there also has to be something said for the fact that he was at this place minding his own business. And and also he he had started turning his life around as well. But. I mean, here, my thing is, and this is what, and actually I posted this on my Facebook wall um, 
I want to say earlier today, uh, I don't care how many felonies someone has. At the time of said incident, if they aren't in the middle of committing a felony, none of that other shit matters. No, not at all. None. You know, so... I'm sorry, Mr. El Amin is going to jail for possibly nine up to nine years. Uh, but those twinks, unfortunately, in their in their Alabama town, they got to live with this shit now. And I can tell you, southern towns are brutal, brutal. They, them little girls. I think that they gonna have to move to a big city and hope for no for uh, anonymity. They can't go back to whatever small town they're from. Yeah, because I'm I'm gonna need karma to put her foot on their neck with her red with her red high heels. Yes, because if I see their ass on the street, I'm gonna provoke them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do well. No, you can get a better lawyer, but uh, I can get a better lawyer. I'm not actually going to touch them. I'm gonna let them put their hands on me, and I'm gonna fall the fuck out, <laughs> and then sue. And Legionnaire and his husband are gonna be there, and John Sebastian, you're gonna be in the corner. You're gonna sue. I'm gonna fall all the way out, mm-hmm. all the way out, <laughs> and I'm gonna claim, you know, I have everything but scurvy and uh, dropsy. <laughs> and then, no, no, you, no, you gonna come up with dropsy after you did that scurvy, <laughs> right? And I saw it all. Oh, develop dropsy. And I right. saw I saw the whole thing. I right. he was a, he was a, he was a victim. And then we all gonna get paid because uh, you know my student hell. But we, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> right. Yes, that's what I first heard about this. I was like, girl, that's wounded white woman syndrome. And we knew he was. I mean, you know, it sucks that you know even in these sorts of altercations. You got to be the bigger person when someone is saying something ridiculous. This is that whole, you know, well, just don't resist thing writ large. It's like, well, this, but, well, but, but I just want to go back a little bit. Mm. Girl, there's a, I, 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 this is the one thing I will say to Mr. Elamine. Girl, there is a difference between defending yourself and just beating the piss out of somebody. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, bitch, put their hands on you. You hem that ass up in the corner and say, if you touch me again, I will break your fucking neck and then walk away. And then if they throw a chair at you, that's when you roundhouse that ass. <laughs> right. But you don't just lead off with the roundhouse. Mm. You know? Yeah. And I'm not but just saying that because they're white. I mean, it's just a proportional response. Right. There is a methodology to this. Right. Oh. <laughs> Lord <Anyway>. have mercy. <laughs> uh, let's, let's save most of our time for uh, the round table. So let's hit this real quick. So, um... Uh, the U- a UN group uh, called the Working Group on Experts, Working Group of Experts on People of African Descent, said that uh, the United States owes reparations to African Americans, and they talk about the legacy of 
of the colonial history, enslavement, racial subordination and segregation, racial terrorism and racial inequality uh, in the United States that remains a serious challenge. And there has been no real commitment to reparations and to truth and reconciliation for people of African descent. Mm. So, boom, 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 yada, 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 blah, 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 troubled by the findings, blah, 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 words, words. And as usual, I have thoughts, but I'd love to hear what you think, Legionnaire. Oh. Well, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't disagree that uh, I don't disagree with the with the spirit of this article I, I just don't know that there's that there will be anything to come of it unfortunately that's that's just the cynic in me if 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 our society hasn't been interested in in providing any kind of reparations for black folks up until now uh, especially now that uh, we still have folks in authority killing our people eh, that's 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 very nice nice of them to say but um you know until i get a check in the mail or something yeah right (laughs) you know i'm just saying i want my 40 acres in my view (laughs) right i mean i just want let's cut the bullshit i where is my where is my eight acre by five acre lot and my right. mule. I mean, get get put some shit on paper. You know, draft some up, draft some shit up, and say, "Hey, this is what's gonna happen." So uh, that I, 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 <laughs> so I want, that I <laughs> so that I know when my, my shit is coming. So I can subdivide my forty acres, and yes. you know, so I can put ten acres of grapes, ten acres of beans, ten acres of corn, and ten acres of house. I I want my forty acres and a mule. Yeah, forty acres is a lot of fucking land. People it be is. like, yeah, that's a little. And you know what? Forty oh, acres. Forty acres, baby. That's mm-mm. that's a that's a farm, right? If someone <laughs> gave me forty acres, you know what I would do? I would sell uh, thirty of it because it would just yeah. be. I'm not a farmer, so what the fuck would I do? Forty acres worth of land at this point in. I mean, this isn't eighteen. This isn't eighteen ninety eight. Mm. Or eighteen sixteen, or even nineteen sixteen. Right. I'm not a farmer. Like I said, ten acres of grapes, ten acres of beans, ten acres of corn, ten acres of house. Sell the grapes to the wineries. Sell the corn to the farmers. Sell the beans to the farmers market. Live in the house. I want my forty acres. I thought about this a little. If you haven't figured it out, I see. I. <laughs> On the other hand, so, all right, so my feelings about reparations are those of a cynic on several Mm -hmm. levels. Mm -hmm. Why am I not surprised? (laughs) First of all, this is coming from the UN, so I feel like this is just an opportunity for uh, people at the end you know, who are part of the Human Rights uh, Council and, you know, whatever the United States gets on a high horse about, you know, human rights violations. Negroes in your own country. So this is that. Right. 
So do they really care? Do they really give a fuck? No. <laughs> no. So, or is this just a political thing that they're saying? Two, from a practical standpoint, we ain't got that kind of money. Mm. We just don't. I, I read something earlier today that said it would cost $59 trillion to compensate all of the descendants of African slaves. And then that gets to the third problem. Well, where right. do you draw the line? Mm. I mean, because I have cousins that unless someone told you that we were in the same family, you have no idea because they look white. They identify as black. They are black. And I mean, you like other black people would be like, yeah, you're black. Mm. <laughs> you know, they're that kind of white where like, no, we know you're black. And they know <laughs> that they're that kind of black because mm. they, they grew up in Alabama. So they knew that they were black. But I'm just saying. They're my know, family. So what happens to someone who is black and then marries a white person and then you know what does that child get half of you know does he only get 20 acres and then does that child's child only get 10 acres and then i mean mm -hmm. it just becomes this thing of reparations becoming meaningless and instead of focus on this number which is a materialistic thing we should focus on making this a society the society better so that people don't feel the need to be compensated by mm -hmm. money so that's what I feel like we should really be talking about is not reparations, but acknowledges history of racial injustice and making legitimate moves to improve it. Party, you'll. Now, I'd actually rather have 40 mules than, well, I don't know. Now I take that back. No, you don't want 40 mules, baby. I just want to say 40 horses, but 40 horses and 40 mules is two different things. Yeah. Legionnaire, did you have additional thoughts? John Sebastian, additional thoughts? No. No, no, I'm good. All right, so, you know, let's spend a good 20 minutes talking about uh, politics, John Sebastian. My favorite subject, next to religion. So, mm -hmm. this week on, I want to say it was Monday, there was mm -hmm. this little thing called the first presidential debate of 2016 between the two major candidates, uh, for a Secretary of State, the Honorable Hillary Rodham Clinton and businessman Donald J. Trump. Um, and for 90 minutes, they had a debate where they talked about various issues, or at least Secretary Clinton talked about various issues. Um, to be honest, I still don't understand half of what Mr. Trump said. So I'm gonna throw. I'm, I'm going to be honest about that because his his, with the exception of trade, where he held his own, and he mm -hmm. was, and then, I'm sorry. Let me say it this way: the good side of Donald Trump showed up, you know, and he talked about trade in a pretty meaningful way, and then the real Donald Trump showed up, and things took a turn for. I can't even say they took a turn for the worst. They they took a turn towards the absurd. Um, <laughs> because all of the idiosyncrasies, the tics, the snorting, um, which by <laughs> which, <laughs> uh, the snorting um, and the interruptions just became 
it was just horrible. Um, Secretary Clinton, by most accounts, um, wiped the floor up with Mr. Trump. So much so that, um, gosh, it was it was a bloodbath. Um, so on Huffington Post this week, uh, one of the articles asked the following questions: How do presidential candidates lie to to thee? Let Huff Post count the ways. Um, and the the subtitle declares that Donald Trump lies as fast as he can speak. We're going to try to keep up. And the debates, it was, factcheck.org was so overwhelmed that they, that they had to go offline. I mean, they actually, <laughs> they broke the website. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's the first thing. And basically it was, you know, at, at basically at, at the end of it, Trump had 16 lies and Secretary Clinton had none. But also, his performance was so bad that even the New York Post has an article that declares that Trump's debate incompetence is a slap in the face to his supporters. So John Podhurst of the New York Post wrote following, Hillary Clinton was boring and exceptionally well prepared. Donald Trump was exciting, but embarrassingly undisciplined. He began with his strongest argument that the political class represented by her has failed us, and it's time to look for a, to a successful deal maker for leadership, and kept to it pretty well for the first 20 minutes. Then came the vanity and laziness that led him to think that he could wing the most important 95 minutes of his life. He lost the thread of his argument, he lost control of his temper, and he lost perspective necessary to correct these mistakes as he went. Methodically and carefully, Hillary Clinton took over. Her purpose was to show she was rational and policy-driven, the kind of person who could be trusted to handle a careful and delicate job with prudence and sobriety, and that he would things. And she succeeded. By the end of 95 minutes, Trump was reduced to a sputtering mess blathering of Rosie O'Donnell and how he hasn't yet said the mean things about Hillary that he is thinking. Most important, he set ticking time bombs for himself over the next weeks. As she hammered him over his tax returns, he handed her an, an estim, inestimable gift by basically saying he pays no federal income tax despite his billions. And moreover, if he had done so, it would have been, quote, squandered, end quote, anyway. Um, and the article goes on. And let's let's just dive into the oh and before we go any further i i mentioned his sniffing and his snorting um dr howard dean former chairman of the democratic national convention um former governor of vermont and physician made a he speculates that possibly mr trump was um using the same substance that the boys in front of you at Folsom were using Dominion. <laughs> that just, I mean, even for him, that seems like a lot. I'm not saying it's not possible. And in a, norm, a normal sane person, you might be like, I don't think that someone who's running for president of the United States, even if they did have a drug problem, would use cocaine right before uh, appearing before 100 million people. But here we are. Here we are. 81 million. But yes, um, let's talk about the. What, so did you all watch the debate? What did you think? I did watch the debate. 
And I just... <laughs> and, and you're right. It started out at least moderately interesting on his part because when he talked about the you know the the trade policies and, and stuff around that it was at least um it was at least a good start to how he was going to present himself but that just quickly just quickly descended in into him being yeah kicked <laughs> you know, it was just, I mean, uh, you know, and, and, and I heard people complain about, you know, what Hillary should have done when he was trying to be disruptive. And I said, no, Hillary did exactly what she was supposed to do, which was to continue to make her point. There would have been no point in her descending to his level to try to get him from interrupting her and, and, and being, you know, that kind being that person. That was that would have been the moderator's job. Not even and that's not even and that's not even to speak to whether Lester Hope did a good job or not. Because to my estimation, Lester Hope did exactly what he needed to do, which was to let Donald Trump make a damn fool of himself. But that's something but 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 that's something else. You know, but but again, you know, this was the opportunity that she needed and she didn't have and to my estimation she didn't even have to make a whole lot of effort to show that he's an idiot that he has no clue what he's walking into in pursuing the presidency that he has no real plan of of what he's going to do if he should become president he has no no concept of addressing the real issues around becoming the leader of the free world. I mean, he just doesn't have a clue. And, sh and that in this debate shows that he does not have a clue. Dimin oh, 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 Legionnaire, favorite line of hers from the debate. Oh, child. When he when when he tried to come for her for practicing for the debate, she said, "Yes, you know what? You're right. I have been practicing for the debate, and moreover, I have been practicing to. I've been preparing to be president of the United States." And that was zing and out of the park. <laughs> it's like, it's like what else? Yes, mother. Yes. What else, God? Absolutely, right. absolutely. I prepared for this debate because I'm preparing to be president. What I have was, you been doing? What have you? <laughs> what have you been preparing? Okay, right. Dominion. Well, unfortunately. Um, I did not see the debate because I was on a transcontinental airline enjoying my salted peanuts and individual cocktail. Oh, so you was eating nuts and drinking. Okay. How dare you? Did I lie? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> what my concern is, is that you all are rational. Mm. Oh, yes. And, you know, you have a thought process that says, you know, you, you you probably should be preparing for the debate. And, you know, you keep hoping that this man will show up and be rational and whatever. And he doesn't. But what's the real problem here is that everything that we think is wrong with him is exactly what other people think is right with him or they hate women and or they hate hillary so much that unless this man literally spat in jesus's face they uh -huh. would still vote for him 
actually, but you know what? If he if they spat if he spat in Jesus' face, they would still vote for him because Jesus is brown. But go on. You know, if they spat in white Jesus's face. Okay, thank you. Clarification, please. Thank you. They, he <laughs> would have to piss on uh, Ronald Reagan's gravestone in order for people to really look at him and be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I, I just that's my problem is that you know, and I think you're going to get to this other story in a minute is that there are just so many people out there who, you know, when you look at them like you're voting for Trump, you're like, what? Well, <laughs> well, that just I mean, that just goes back to, you know, what what Bill Maher and I have in common. I don't necessarily but I don't I'm not. I'm not bothered. I'm not so much bothered by the fact that Donald Trump is an asshole running for president of the United States. That's not my issue. My issue is that the American public is stupid. Yes. That's my real problem. The American public is stupid. That that somehow there are people out here in our country that believe that this man could run our country based on based on fear-mongering and racist rhetoric. There are people that actually believe that that's okay. That the fact that he's not saying anything, you know, means that he can run the country. When you ask him about about racial issues, he wants to focus on um, president, not, not even, not can't even be respectful enough to address the leader of our country as Obama. Yes. He has to call him Obama. You can't even address him as the president. So you like basic. You 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 are talking about a man who has problems with basic respect. You know what? It's okay that you had that you differ from him philosophically and politically. There's nothing wrong with that. This country was built around being able to respect those differences. But the quantitative word there is respect respect you have a man that can't even be respectful can't be respectful to our president can't be respectful to women you i don't get it the american public is stupid well you know but you know the american public is also misogynist uh one of the things that i've been i've literally been hollering for the past month is i just wish y'all would own your misogyny Mm. and it's not and honestly it's not just straight men who are misogynists. No. A no. lot of us, a lot of us fall into that trap. Um because you don't like pussy don't mean you gotta be mean to women. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty, yeah, absolutely. Pretty, pretty much. But I, I just think that and, and you I, I agree with you. I think that a, a good portion of the American populace is stupid. And we've been dumbed down by the 24 hour news cycle and by it just, I was talking about this at lunch yesterday, and we were saying that I was saying that the twenty-four hour news cycle has has ruined a whole lot of stuff. Because mm. remember, there was you know there was, and I'm and the reason why that came up was because uh, Mr. Trump was saying that he was being nice to Hillary, and he was being you know he was he, he didn't say what he wanted to say because Chelsea Clinton was in the room, and it's like she lived through her father's impeachment trial over Dressgate, you know. Um, which, and it's which, not like she did. 
Which, excuse, which I want to say, which interestingly enough, the same things that he said that he wasn't going to say in respect for Chelsea Clinton, he turned around and said in the spin room after debates anyway. Right. So, but I digress. I'm sorry. That, that's okay. Chelsea Clinton is 33 years old. She ain't no uh, five year old. She know what happened. She lived it. Right. You know. So, um, you know. So it was, and, and I think also the fact that the two people who are talking most about Hillary, the, the fact that Rudy Giuliani said that Hillary Clinton was stupid for not leaving Bill Clinton after the uh, between, it, it amazes me that. Bill and Hillary Clinton have been married 40 plus years. Mm. And did, did he cheat? Yep. Did she forgive him? Yep. Is she stupid? That's our decision. But I find it very interesting that the, the, the people who claim to be family values and morally oriented have one, two, three, four, five, six marriages between them and at least four divorces and a slew of affairs. And, and with and with Giuliani, you're talking about a man who basically, you know, who basically had a public dumping of his wife. Yes. Oh, and oh, and with Trump, we're talking about a man whose wife and mistress met on the ski slopes and asked. Right. So you know, so this, you know, it, it, it's you know, well, and I, you know, it's interesting that these characters who have been divorced multiple times are saying that. The person who has been married for 40 years to the same person is immoral. Right. Okay. Oh. It just, it boggles my mind. Um, it, it boggles my mind. And, but what I do find interesting is a whole lot of the GOP is literally running in the opposite direction from Donald <laughs> Trump. I find that hilarious. You know, but it's like, but you know, it's like you built, y'all built this monster, y'all did it. You, you know, built it and now you want to be afraid of him, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, honey, you cre- as Millie Jackson said, you created a monster. Uh, you know, I just, it's and it's, um, I mean, to the point that even today, uh, retired Senator John Warner from Virginia, uh, my former senator, endorsed Hillary Clinton. And for, you know, and while he is not necessarily a, a hook, line, and sinker Republican, he is. Um, the fact that he has come out, this, I mean, he, he, is the, he is a part of the establishment. And the fact that he has said, we cannot let this man get into the White House, is hilarious to me. Absolutely. Mm. You know, I, I, I have a client who, um, she is a big old Republican. Big old Republican, black woman Republican, but out. We'll talk about that later. But um, even she's like, I can't stand Hillary Clinton, but I cannot vote for Donald Trump. I cannot do it. It's I can't. Mm-hmm. So, what do we think is going to happen next? Me off when people say they hate Hillary Clinton. I was like, based on what? Exactly. You know what it's a lot. You know what you you know and you know what it's based on misogyny it's mm. based on the fact that she is you know she is not the cookie cutter woman she is not oh. the 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 stand you know but but what i find interesting is a lot of women who who are powerful women who hate her aren't either they i really believe they hate her because she they're jealous they're jealous and she mm. truly don't give a fuck 
Right. She is. She. You know what? When they told that, when they told that bitch, I'm not Tam. When she said, I'm not Tammy Wynette standing by my man, and then they said, See, you're Tammy Wynette standing by your man, and she was like, And what? <laughs> right. My pre- My husband is the president of the United States. I got shit I want to do with my life, and that shit can't be done if I'm the divorced ex-wife of the president oh, of the president. United States. Right. Yes. So, I, whenever women say that, I was like, oh, girl, you're just jealous because that bitch got, did everything that she said she set out to do. She had a career. She had a child. And let's be clear, she was a, she was the first lady of Arkansas, so she ain't have like a thousand nannies and shit. Mm-hmm. She had a little bit of help, but I'm just saying, you know, right. she was a lot more hands-on as a mother than, let's say, someone like Maria Shriver. And this is not at all about bashing Maria Shriver because she's I the, love her. Right. But my point is, is that, you know, Hillary Clinton did everything she needed to do. She was a successful partner in a law firm. She raised a child. She became first lady. She became a senator. She became a uh, secretary, secretary of state. state. And now she's on the cusp of being president of the United States. And all you got to show for your life is three badass kids who won't even write to you at Christmas. The, the other thing <laughs> is, the other part... The, <laughs> okay. Okay, you okay, okay. Snap, snap. You you okay, bravo, you earned that. Uh, three badass kids who won't write to you at Christmas. Um but part two of that is if a man had the same resume that Hillary Rod- Rodham Clinton had, this would not even be a close contest. Right. A white you man. Know, it, a white man. If a white man. If a white, mm-hmm. well, if it were white man and Col- or Colin Powell, because you know, if it was Col- Colin Powell, they would still find a way to 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 color uh-huh. him, if you know so, what I mean. Yes, yes, I know exactly where you were going. Um, but yeah, you, I, I, I'll give you that one. But if she were a white man with this resume, this you know, if it were um, Harold Rodham Clinton. This would not even be a contest at all. No. Mm-hmm. So again, I, I, it just shows the, the sheer magnitude of the misogyny in this country. And you know, I, for real, we've had forty-four men be president, and a good twenty-nine of them fucked it up. Let's give world, a woman a chance. World, world, just uh, average at best. Or average at best, you know. But you know, let's. And this is horrible to say, but I believe she could do a better job than about twenty nine of them. Of course she could. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, oh, but yes, my favorite line though was Donald. I know you live in your own reality. <laughs> yes. Woo! That was like that was funny. She, did, she, did she just come for him? Yes, she, she not only came for him, she oh. sent for him. <laughs> she sent for him. Now, one other thing that I really think we should discuss, and I know I'm on this woman tip. Mm-hmm. People are compl- people. Can we stop talking? Oh Jesus! Um, what she wears and how much she smiles. Doesn't mean shit. No. 
The fuck you to wear heels like Beyonce after standing in one place for 90 minutes, walking around the country and shit. I mean, they, maybe they're not the cutest heels, but she's 69 years old. The fuck? Hey, what, right. what, what, what would you say if you went somewhere and your grandmother was walking around with six inch heels on unless she's Tina Turner? Hmm. My grandmother tried it at my grandfather's funeral. It did not go well. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it did not go well. Uh, but like a couple of weeks ago, when we were going, you know, when you know, we when we were had to reschedule, we were going to talk about the Emmys, and I had included a sex a section on who wore it best, and it was all about the women in the dress they wore. I was like, this isn't about that. The Emmys are about people who are talented. Yes. Right. It's about what they did on the screen, not what they wore. That's why, like, when I watch Jimmy Fallon, you know, he'll say, uh, you know, like, if Hugh Jackman comes out, he'll say, you know, the talented, the blah, 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 the blah, 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 Hugh Jackman. And if, let's say, Anne Hathaway comes out, the lovely, the gorgeous. <laughs> right. Like, girl, no. We have to change the paradigm of the way that we interact with women on all levels. Right. God, yes. Yes. Oh. God, sometimes our dicks get us, uh, make us stupid. Mm. Oh. I'm just saying. No no argument. Okay. No argument there. <laughs> just well, I am whatsoever. <laughs> Not narrow. Well, y'all know what it's time for now. It's time for some hot tea. And I sure need some. Mm hmm. And first up, it's some tea from uh, two weeks ago, John Sebastian. Honey, it's the tea gaga of tea gagas. Mm-hmm. Brand Jelena is over. Oh, I had to take to my fading couch because I just knew. I knew in my heart of hearts and my down in my sanctified soul that they were gonna be there. They were gonna be together forever. Two years after marrying, Angelina Jolie has filed for divorce from husband Brad Pitt, citing irreconcilable differences. According to court documents, the pair separated on September 15th, two years and one month after they married in August of 2014. Uh, Angelina is seeking uh, seeking physical custody of their six children and asking the court to grant Brad visitation. She is also asking to keep miscellaneous jewelry and other personal effects, as well as any earnings from after the date of their separation and other separate assets to be determined later. Um, This is going to get ugly about their six children. Um, But a source close to them asserted that both sides want a cordial breakup. Other than the fame of the people involved, the source said, this is like so many other divorces. Not... um, Brad said uh, recently, I am saddened by this, but what matters most now is the well-being of our kids. I kindly ask the press to give them the space they deserve during this challenging time. Sure, Angie's Right. Angie's camp also focused on the children. The decision was made for the health of the family, Robert Offer, an attorney for Angie, told CNN recently. She will not be commit- commenting at this time and ask that the family be given their privacy during this difficult time. 
when they married in 2014, their relationship became the subject while they married in 2014. I'm sorry. Their relationship became the subject of speculation in 2004 when they co-starred in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. At the time, Brad was married to actress Jennifer Aniston. In January of 2005, uh, Brad and Ange, um, Brad and, and Jennifer announced they were splitting, and Jennifer filed for divorce a few months later. In April of 2005, photos surfaced of Brad, Angie, and her adopted son Maddox in Kenya. Then Angie became, you know, the UN for adopting. She then had twins in 2008. They got engaged in 2012. Uh, Angie had both her tits cut off in 2013, you know, in a preventative double mastectomy. And um, they got married in 2014. And then in, 20, in 2015, she had her ovaries and fallopian tubes removed to guard against cancer and blah 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 and blah 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 and they are now separate they are now in their own homes however there is more to the story mm-hmm. it seems it seems that miss you know miss b scott has all all the good tea. <laughs> so miss b says angelina filed for divorce after discovering brad pitt's affair with marion coltiar um Brad was having an affair with Marriott Coltiar, according to page six of the New York Post. He's in the throne of the throes of some insane midlife crisis, and Angie is fed up. She hired a private eye because she felt that he was fooling around with her on the set, and it turns out he was. And that was the final straw. Brad 52 had been rumored to be cozying up to his allied co-star Marion Coltiar, 40, for months during the the pair's filming of the World War II drama in London. P.I. discovered not only that Brad was cheating on his wife, but also with r- Russian hookers while boozing it up with co-workers. Angie got sick of it and fighting about it, so she's wanted to increasingly quit Hollywood and devote herself full-time to traveling the globe for her humanitarian work, while Brad prefers Tinseltown and its parties. Um, and he allegedly has an you know, um, an anger problem. And according to TMZ, Jolie believes that her husband, her hubby's drinking and pot smoking is affecting their kids. There also was a report today, just today, that there was allegedly an incident on a private plane where Brad was a little less than fatherly towards Maddox, that oldest child. And so that was also another nail in the coffin. So other than who gives a fuck, what y'all think? I I just I don't have it in me to care. <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's I think it's unfortunate when any couple divorces, um, you know, especially when there are children involved. But you know, I think at some point it just needs to happen how it's going to happen it doesn't it doesn't matter why because it, the only people that really are going to know why is Brad and Angelina and they aren't telling they aren't telling there's going to be speculations and anonymous sources and all that honey unless until Brad 
or Angelina have a press conference to say, hey, this is why we're splitting up, then all I have to go by is what they said, irreconcilable differences. And that's all I need to know. And that's all I care to know about it. Honey, if he was sleeping with hookers or had some affair with Marion Cotillard, I don't care because he ain't talking about that. She ain't talking about that. Angelina ain't talking about that. The sources are talking about that. So until I hear it directly from them, it's all bullshit and I don't care. I just hope they find a way to make sure that those kids are taken care of. Amen. Well, there's that. Dominion. I mean, ultimately, do I give two fucks? No, because I don't have none of their amount, none of their money, none of their um, whatevers, and I don't feel bad for either of them. Ultimately, I don't even really feel bad for their kids because both of their kids, you know, all at all nine thousand of their children are going to be super <laughs> wealthy adults who are going to be privileged, and it's lucky because I mean, you know, except for the two biological children that they had, they all came from you know situations and countries where they probably would have never had access to the sort of things that they have now so good for them um you know the lesson i think from this is like look you know marriage fucks up a lot of relationships mm. yes. yes you know it does. they were together they didn't get married until 2014 they've been together since 2004 right so they were together for right. 10 years and everything was cool or probably it wasn't and you know that's what hoes do is they say, "Well, we'll get married and that'll solve all our problems." It mm. uh-huh. uh, it's easy to get out of a, out of a marriage that it is a mortgage, though. Let me tell you, mm. Mm. you can get divorced, but mortgage? Oh no! Uh, so, what's next? Uh, Legionnaire, uh, Kevin Hart is now the world's highest-paid comedian. Yes, uh, according to uh, theshaderoom.com, <laughs> Kevin Hart has dethroned Jerry Seinfeld and has now become the world's most highest paid comedian. Kevin Hart has been putting in work lately and has certainly made his mark in Hollywood. His career has taken him to new heights as he starred in films like Think Like a Man, Criminal Intelligence, and The Secret Life of Pets, and it has paid off in a major way. According to the Forbes annual ranking of highest paid comedians, he leads the pack with 87.5 million earned between June 2015 and June 2016, officially dethroning the legendary Jerry Seinfeld. Since 2006, Seinfeld has always claimed the top spot and his earnings over the past 10 years have topped 900 million. This year, however, he has only made out with 43.5. Brought me a river. Right, according to Forbes. The reason for Hart's dominant is simple. He tours like no other comedian. In the 12-month period, he has played over 100 shows with an average gross of over a million dollars at each stop. And these shows aren't at dingy comedy clubs. He's played stadiums and arenas, including Madison Square Garden and the Staples Center. Because the stand-up comedian sets require little more than a stool, a water bottle, and a microphone, he takes home a larger cut of that gross than most rock stars. His earnings have also earned him the number six spot on the Forbes Celebrity 100 list. And we have a feeling that he'll remain up there for quite a while. I say get your hustle on, boo. Mm. You know. Yeah. If they buy what you're selling, baby, get your money. Get, right. get, your, get your coins. 
your coins, get your ducats, darling. Mm-hmm. I, I just, first of all, I just don't understand how Jerry Seinfeld, you know, has held the top spot for so long because honest, and, and it's me, I gotta admit, it's probably me. Great song, by the way. Um, he ain't funny. It, no, it's, it's not you because I I've never it's gotten definitely. Seinfeld. I've never gotten them, so I, it's, it's not just, just you. I'm like you know, and like the, the the whole shows the show Seinfeld. I I was like, ugh. I just I it just made my teeth itch. Um, that and Friends, Jennifer Aniston. Haha. Um, I'm, how are you gonna be in New York City in New York fucking city and never ever 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 see black folk? Mm. That was my whole. I'm like that. Just you know, that whole premise was just like, you know, unless you live your life in you know a two block area, and you know no black people ever come down the street, it just doesn't make sense. So I, I just it, Seinfeld just was never. It never struck me as funny, and you know, even even when they thought they were being funny, it just wasn't funny to me. So, but and honestly, Kevin Hart ain't that funny to me either. Um, but. You know, he like it. I love it. God bless him. Get his money. You know, it ain't mine, so he ain't giving me none. It, you know, if he want to, I'll take it. But other than that, try not. You know, and to think that his career started with a movie called Soul Plane. Hmm. I will never forgive Jabari Rhodes for that. <laughs> oh, I will never. God rest his soul. Jabari has been dead almost 10, if not more than 10 years now. And we went to go see that. We went, he took me, as a matter of fact, Legionnaire, he took, there's a the theater that's on North Avenue, uh, not North Avenue, Fullerton, um, right off the JFK, um, right off the Kennedy. There's, he took me to go see this. He's like, we got to go see this movie. That was, oh, I, yeah. City North 12, yes. City North 12, yes. I, I cussed him out from Amazing Grace <laughs> to a floating opportunity. I'm like, you, you, yes, you paid for it, but I had to waste my damn gas and I bought popcorn for this shit. <laughs> and that is 90 minutes I'm getting back. Oh, Ooh, I am still he like I said he been dead for ten years. I am still cussing this. I will never. I won't forgive him until I see him in glory. That's how mad I was. It. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, goodness. I miss that boy. God. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, I okay. Good for him. I don't find <laughs> Kevin Hart that funny either. So right. Uh. <laughs> No, he's not funny. <laughs> but God bless him. Make that paper, though. Mm-hmm. So, oh well. Well, last up on Hot Tea, uh, transgender child actor Jason Mick Milliker to make his date his. Oh, Jackson, Jackson Malarka. Jesse's uh, transgender. Okay. Makes his debut on Modern Family tonight, in fact. Uh, he will make his debut in an episode uh, directed by Ryan Case that uh, he plays Lily's friend Tom in this week's Modern Family, and he's wonderful. In the episode entitled A Stereotypical Day, parents Cameron and Mitchell permit their daughter Lily to have her transgender friend Tom over for a play date. Both parents are filled with pride 
that they have done well in raising and accepting an open-minded child, but that pride quickly diminishes when Lily insults her friend, which they use as a teachable moment. Mm. Oh, God. So Lily is being Lily. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, I don't watch Modern Family, so I mean, I, I guess, I mean, it's good. I, you know. Ever since they cast Aubrey Anderson Emmons, I'm telling you that I live for her lines because her delivery, her delivery is, is just spot, spot on. on. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, just, I mean, simple lines. I mean, they're all playing. For example, they're all sitting at a table playing Go Fish. And Cam says, do you have any queens? And she's like, yeah, there are two sitting right here at the table. And she, and just the way she says it, I mean, it's such an obvious line, but her <laughs> delivery of it is just hilarious because this is like their, this is coming out of their 10-year-old daughter. <laughs> and she, and it's deadpan, which is even yes. worse. Two <laughs> sitting in front of me. It's like, wow. Oh, but... <laughs> She's a good actress. I hope that she doesn't fall into the Hollywood curse. Yes. Oh. Okay. So, yes. All right. Well, good for them. <laughs> uh, uh, well, was something. Oh, you know what happened this weekend? Yeah. What? what? The opening of the African American History Museum. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's we right. totally forgot to mention that. You know, you know why I forgot to mention it because I don't get to go till the fifteenth. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't get to go until the seventeenth. So, okay. I guess I mean I that would just be petty of us not to mention it. Act like it doesn't exist until then. Right. No. Uh, museum. Yeah, that's museum. I don't know anything about a museum. Don't know her. Never even met her. Right. Mm. What is a museum? A museum. Mm-hmm. Hmm. See, no, I'm I'm excited about going. Um, and I once we go, we will bring back a full report. Yes. Of course, because you'll be going. I guess what is that? That's Saturday, right? Right. And then I'm going. Yeah, I'm going that Monday. Yeah. Um. I'm and and so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I'm sure. Yes. I'm super excited about it. I am too. I was, you know, initially, you know, I thought that I could go this weekend. This was before I decided to go to Folsom. But then I was like, you know what? You know, I don't really care for crowds and all of that foolishness. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe this is for the best. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and the other part of it is tickets aren't available. I mean, they've like, there are no more tickets available for the remainder of the year. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't even get my tickets. One of my fraternity brothers lives in Cincinnati and she wanted to bring her daughter to the museum. So she's like, I'm coming on the 17th and you know you get six tickets. So she's mm. like, I just need two for me and my daughter and so I have four tickets. I was like, well, I'm going and I'll take you out, you know, I'll cook dinner for you to, as a treat. Right. Huh. Amen. I need some vodka sauce. I need some, some roasted tomato and vodka sauce. <laughs> right. Hey, pardon? I need some sauce. I need to come get some sauce. I was gonna come rob you. Big pardon? 
Oh, now you got a hearing problem. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Ooh. Vodka huh? and tomato sauce? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> you just got to know the language. You just got to know the language. You know what would be cute? You know, it's you could add like a flavored vodka to it. Now, now hear me out. I'm not talking about like whipped cream vodka or something, but something um, that would go with this, like uh, pepper vodka or jalapeno vodka or something like that. Yeah. That would give it a little spiciness. Yeah, pepper, I, I think pepper vodka would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And the okay. sauce is already made. You know I got like 12 quarts of it left. I know you do. So I'm going to just have to come across the, da- come across the damn bridge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'll, make some, I'll uh, buy 12, uh, 1,200 pounds of tomatoes again and make some from the, for the winter. And this time I want to use like multicolored heirloom tomatoes and stuff. And, you know, that'll give it a different color and a different taste. Yes. Yes. Well, if you need heirloom, well, I forgot you live in the city. Um, we do have the farmer's market every Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Well, you know, but there's also like the Dutch markets and stuff. Uh, there's one in PG County that I go to. Okay. Road trip. I know, right? <laughs> yes. Well, listeners, you can uh, you can catch reality on when it streams on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. And episodes are available to download on Thursdays via popichuloradio.com slash archives and iTunes. You can like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash PCR reality. And you can follow us on Twitter at PCR reality. You can also follow Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and YouTube by looking for at Poppy Chulo Radio. You can also support Reality and Poppy Chulo Radio financially by going to GoFundMe.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. And you can email us via reality at poppychuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, concerns. And if you're interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor, you can email us via talent at poppychuloradio.com. So, Legionnaire, tell the kids how they can get in contact with you. All right. Well, the kids can find me online um, on the Twitter and the Instagram where my Legion, where my handle is at Legion Onyx. Uh, on the Book of Faces, uh, I am Legionnaire Onyx. And for those uh, listeners of Poppy Chulo Radio, not only can you find me here on Reality, but you can also uh, hear my dulcet tones on shows like The Shield Files and Fear the Rambling Dead. Excellent. Uh, John Sebastian? I can be reached on the book of faces at unofficial colon John Sebastian and on Twitter at GSJ612. Awesome. Well, you can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at Dom Onyx on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Dom Onyx and via my website, which is www.domonyx.com. And this weekend, after a much awaited uh, uh, return, the first new Dominion's Opinions will be up about my adventures in San Francisco, including, well, I don't want, I don't want to call it an encounter because he just happened to be sitting in the same row as me, you know, so I flew back from San Francisco via Salt Lake City and Orrin Hatch was on the plane. Oh, wow. 
So I felt safe because I knew there was there had to be an air marshal on the plane. So that was there was that. But what pissed me off was the obsequiousness of the people on the plane who kept coming up to him talking about keep doing a good job. I was like, keep doing a good job doing what? You're literally <laughs> doing nothing. <laughs> and I kept trying to find a reason to have something to say to him, but I was just like, you know what? There was like two dudes with little microphones with the little spiral cord on it, and I was like, I don't need that kind of shit in my life, so I just let mm-hmm. it go. <laughs> oh, well. I said all that in my mind, but my mouth didn't say nothing. Right. Yes, because you're on the air with us tonight. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not recording live from San Quentin. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, although that could be kind of sad. Oh, never no, mind. No, no. no I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not in the prison trade. No, no. No, I might be a prison queen, but I'm not prison trade. Be like, mm-hmm. mm-mm. Did I ever tell you my my my, my um, strategy for getting through prison if I ever had to go? Uh, bite off every dick that gets put in your mouth. Not quite, because if I'm gonna be there for a minute. It's going to be find the biggest butcher's man I can find and be like, hello, I'm your new wife. Mm. Okay. Because, no, I will be your bitch and your bitch only. Make it happen. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) That's definitely a strategy. Absolutely. I didn't say it was going to be successful, but it's a strategy. Right. And oh. on that note, yes. <laughs> tell the listeners good night. Good night, sweet lovers. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, y'all, good night, y'all. Sleep well. We'll see you next week. Good night, kids, and we'll see you next week. Have a lovely evening and try to stay out of trouble. Thanks for listening to Reality. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.